Hello and welcome to another episode of Hashtag Burning Questions. Hi, Alex. Hi, Sholin. Hey, Mali. I'm so used to saying hi, Diego. So I almost said hi, Diego. Diego, bless you. He's recovering from a, a, a week of traditional healing, so we wish him we Amen. wish him well. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, guys, let's get right into the code card of um, the week, and this code card comes from um, Tony Leon. And the code card, let me just make sure that it shows properly. There we go. And this code card reads: the rule of law is on life support. The state shuts out diverse opinions and the ANC wants to reap up property rights. This is simple, straightforward. Alex, why do you think of this code card? Yeah, I think uh, I think he's definitely on the money. I think to, to dive into each of those, those aspects is a, an episode each in itself. Um, <laughs> and I remember I remember Mali, you actually spoke to Tony Leon last year. Yes. Um, yes, I did. And, and he was he was very much advocating for people to to get involved and to hold the government mm -hmm. to account. Um, yeah. But I think the 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 aspect of of the rule of law um, is something that that is immensely important um, in in a in a democracy um, of a foundation. Um, and when that is undermined, uh, you know, things, things begin, begin to, to crumble. And that is, you know, thinking more in terms of uh, the institutions that are the gatekeepers. Uh, so, you yeah. know, when you look at our courts, um, you know, the prosecuting, national prosecuting authority, those kind of things. Um, and those aren't necessarily within our control as voters, um, but uh, to ensure that they remain uncaptured, I suppose. But I think um, it's definitely something to to keep an eye on by just applying public pressure. So stay keeping mm. on your toes. Because um, mm. without that, I think everything else is at risk of crumbling. Of crumbling, of crumbling definitely. All right. Um, let us get to the first comment. Um, it is quite lengthy, but um, let's get into it. So um, this comment comes from um, Gerard. And it reads, nonsense. We've had such, we've we've ha we've never had such freedom of speech in our his in our history as we have now. The rule of law has carried us thus far through the turbulent times. The land issue needs to be resolved. And Mr. Leon, you having studied indigenous law, know that pre the prescription of crimes to, does not apply to African law. We need to change our Eurocentric, westernized ideas of democracy to incorporate the ideas and thinking of Africans. The TRC and constitution pro projects provided good cover for us privileged white people to escape retribution. With the greatest respect to your polished English, we need to reset that, the, that encompasses thinking of all and only the few that sat around the Codessa tables. Whew, that is a mouthful. Um, Sholin, I'll give this one to you. <laughs> Your thoughts? Oh, that, that was a lot. I don't even know where to start. Um, shout out <laughs> on that comment. <laughs> but um, I definitely think that it's, it's a very wrong thing to, um, to misread what I think Tony Leon was saying. Um, because he's like saying things mm -hmm. like this. All of this is, is nonsense. Where I feel like um, Tony Leon was, is essentially warning us 
of the risk yeah. in, and the dangers through which we are going. Um, you know what, he's, he's trying to say that, you know, the rule of law in this country is at risk. I think mm -hmm. there's no doubt in, we can see that as clear as day. You don't need any westernized mm -hmm. mind to tell you that, that the rule of law in this country is under threat. When a former president um, refuses to show up to court because he's such a big boss in Jacob Zuma, when nobody's being held accountable for things like state capture, when riots, mm -hmm. you know, engulf an entire a major province, which is Kazulu Natal in this country, and nobody's held responsibility, responsible. Yeah. We can clearly see that the rule of law is under threat, and especially with the part of the state, you know, um, setting out um, diverse opinions, which um, Mr. Gerard says, you know, freedom of speech is not um, under, under attack in, in any form. The truth is the state really does, the ANC government more specifically, the regime that's in place, they really are not interested in listening to any diverse voices because they have, you know, they've, they, they've set, they've had, they have the socialist um, national democratic revolution goals and they are not moving away from it, even though it's definitely um, hurting this country um, badly and in a very, very harsh um, position it's placing this country. And the, in those aspects, I definitely um, agree with him. Um, with Tony Leon in this regard. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think we should just dismiss somebody um, as having Eurocentric, Westernized, Westernized <laughs> ideas of um, democracy. Um, because, I've, because I definitely think that Gerard speaking on things like white privilege, those are very social, uh, socialist um, and, you know, left-wing ideas that he is speaking of. And you must not forget that those socialist and you know, Marxist ideas of West, um, white privilege and Westerners ideas, those also come from the West. They also come from the likes of Karl Marx, um, who's also a white a man who lived in, in, in Europe. So it's quite ironic that he's criticizing Western ideas, yet he's the mm. same person who's propagating them in this very statement. It's yeah, quite true. But before we get, we get to Alex, um, don't you think maybe some part of his comment is kind of right? Um, and uh, this, 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 the part that I'm talking about, um, he says here, the rule of law has carried us thus far through very turbulent times. Don't you think maybe there is a bit of truth? I might be wrong, no, but, you know? Yeah, no, that's exactly, I, I agree with that, that, you know what, um, I'm not saying that the rule of law has not carried us through turbulent times, because I mean, mm -hmm. it's the reason why South Africa is still functioning after yeah. so many years of ANC rule. <laughs> um, but what I would caution against is that it is nonetheless under attack, because mm -hmm. it remains such a firm foundation on which our country stands. Um, yeah. and, you know, it's one of the pillars that keep this country functioning, nonetheless, uh, a justice system that you know um, is that that propounds the that proposes that the rule of law should be upheld um, regardless of which person is president or which government is in control. Um, so yes, it definitely has, and it will continue to carry us through turbulent times, which I foresee yeah. is yet to come. Um, if if it, if the past <laughs> past years of democracy has not enough to be um, concerned about, but yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, Alex, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I, th I, th I, th I think just to emphasize the, the point about protecting the rule of law, um, and, mm -hmm. and, and that's the thing, that's, that's what we've really, really got to do. Um, and, you know, 
we've never had such funeral speech in our history as we have now. That's totally true, and which is why it's something that we must uh, protect against, mm -hmm. uh, and we must use it to continue uh, to ensure that the rule of law is is maintained. Um, mm -hmm. So there is there is some merit there uh, in what what Gerard's uh, saying, absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. But as as Shonen says, I don't think we must throw the baby out with the bathwater. If you have, um, you know, some racialized ideas on who should, whose ideas we should look at and whose we shouldn't, yeah. um, mm -hmm. just because of based on the, the the you know the amount of melatonin in the skin of the person who's making the statement. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the um, second and the last comment for the day. And this comment comes from Sianda, and it's a it's a simple statement. He says, "Majority blacks don't own any property." Um, Alex, yeah. mm. who actually owns um, the land in Essex? Who owns the land? Um, who does the <laughs> land belong to? That's the follow-up question. Oh, uh, well, our comrades. Um, so I think he's, to, to a large degree, he's right. And I think because a lot of people, um, uh, the majority of, of um, black South Africans uh, who live uh, either in, in, in rural areas, uh, sort of in, in tribal lands, or um you know on in in urban areas um don't have title deeds to their properties um so in that regard Sianda's on the money um i think it, it's you know when you get into the more like the the historical claims to land and restitution that i think that's a completely different uh, sort of story to to discuss but i think one of the major issues is that um a lot of black south africans don't have property rights um, and I think a great way to ensure that they do would be through title deeds, you know, giving mm. people title mm. to their land. They can use it um, to, 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 as leverage and they can use it um, to, as an asset to, to, grow their, uh, to grow their wealth even further. So, um, yeah, mm. I think if, if Sianda wants uh, title deeds, I'm, I'm, I'm with him. Yeah. Um, the follow-up question, who does the land belong to? The well, question. Oh yeah, yeah. So about it carefully. <laughs> so I've, the state mostly. Um, obviously, yeah. uh, private land ownership is is a is a complicated issue in South Africa, but uh, mostly the state, um, and then to a large degree to tribal leaders uh, as well, mm. and then private individuals. Um, yeah. And I think it's you know there's you know there is maybe an argument to be made for for uh, reforming. Uh, you know, a friend, a good friend, and and someone you've worked with closely, Big Daddy Liberty. You know, he speaks about you know potential uh, movements in in KZN um, mm. under the Ingonyama Trust to maybe uh, look at how the ownership of land happens uh, under in that system. Um, but you know, in in that regard, there's also a lot of uh, also in the country, there's a lot of state-owned land. A lot of people live um, on land owned by the government that the government mm. uh, is. Oh, I would has it scared uh, to to uh, desert to to sell or give to the people that live on it? Yeah, mm. yeah, that's true. And maybe Sholen, um, my question to you would be: What's the main reason why most black people um, don't have property rights? What went wrong? Yeah, so I definitely think we cannot ignore the fact that you know um, that 
during apartheid, during colonialism, it definitely disenfranchised a lot of black people from their land. I mean, mm. during apartheid, black people were literally, and colored people and people of color were literally told, um, you need to get off from this land and you need to go to that side um, of the mm. mountain. And that yeah. was a reality. It's, it's undoubtedly the fact. Um, but my question is, and another thing I would also have to add is that it's very difficult in South Africa to really, you know, configure exactly who owns what amount of land and how many black people yeah. own this amount and white people own this amount. Um, that's yeah. a very hard task to do. Um, I don't even think the part of government would have been able to do that. And I mean, they were the biggest segregationists um, yeah. out in the streets. You know what I mean? And something that I also um, um, caution Sianda against is especially the proponents of pe people who, who make statements like these, um, especially like the EFF type or those radical folks um, in the ANC are like, you know what, black people need their land back. Um, you know, we need land reform, we need expropriation without compensation. The truth uh, is, there's two things that is um, concerning with statements like these. Uh, it's firstly, um, we see through research done by, th by the institutions like the IRR, um, we have done things like, you know what, is land reform really such a big issue uh, for South mm. Africans? And what we found is that it's actually not. The real issues that people concern themselves about is with regards to do they have um, employment opportunities, is job creation yeah. there, um, do they have safety and security, and you know, and can the kids have um, a proper education? Those are actually issues that people... Um, have and that people actually mm -hmm. struggle with. Um, and yeah. one of the things I definitely, I'm a supporter, I'm like, give people as many title deeds um, into their hands, take those title deeds away from the state as much as mm. possible. And mm. we see work done by the Free Market um, Foundation, they do this excellently, where they do, um, where they give title deeds back into the hands of so many um, previously disadvantaged um, communities. And that's work that should be continued. Absolutely, I agree with that. But we should also be careful that when, who does the land go to in terms of what Sianda is speaking about? Because if you're yeah. um, proposing that land should be given back into the state, back to, um, you know, that the government should be the distributor of land, we have seen in places like Zimbabwe that when, yeah. when property is given into the hands of the state, it's reluctantly given back to yeah. the ordinary poor, um, you know, struggling um, black and colored and Indian people who were disenfranchised, disenfranchised. But instead, in the case where we saw um, in Zimbabwe is Ruben Mugabe, when he got those controls for land reform, he instead yeah. gave it out to his um, friends and these loyalists yep. who were keeping him in power. So if mm -hmm. I was Robin Mugabe, what Robin Mugabe would instead do is, he was given a lot of land and I would give it mm -hmm. to Bali and I'd give Diego a few. And, but I wouldn't give it to Alex because you know, Alex is this white privileged oh. Westerner, but I would give it to the people that actually support me. And that is such a degradation of, um, mm -hmm. and it would actually make circumstances worse for yeah. black people in general, um, yeah. I think. And it's also very wrong to assume that, you know what, that there aren't black farmers in South Africa. That's a very yeah. wrong um, mentality to have because we know that there are black farmers, there are colored farmers, all farmers mm -hmm. in South Africa is not just white. Um, yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> exactly. Um, especially in the, in areas like Natal or the Eastern Cape and Limpopo. Mm -hmm. That's where you see yeah. a lot of um, black landowners who do exist. 
um, mm -hmm. and not everybody um, is white Afrikaners who own land in this country. Yeah, definitely. Alex, do you own land? Let's just clear that up. You get yeah. some land if you own land. <laughs> Come on. I wish. I wish. <laughs> I was so lucky. <laughs> wow, guys, thank you so much uh, for tuning in to this episode of Burning Questions. Uh, remember to catch us on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. And do remember, your freedom is worth fighting for. Yes. Sir.